Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Alpha Geek Interviews. I am your host, Other Todd. Programmatic announcements if you are joining us live, and you should be. Please join us in the Internet Relay chat. Come to vtwproductions.com. Click on the chat button at the top of the page and choose either chat or chat plus video. Chat plus video gets you on the video wall with your other chat participants. It assumes you have a working webcam. If you are camera shy and or do not have a camera, just choose chat and you can join us in Internet Relay Chat, text-only version. And we will stare deeply into the black void that is IRC and receive your questions and give you your answers live on the air. If you prefer email as your method of communicating with the show, please send your emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. Our Alpha Geek for this week's show is singer, songwriter, comedian Mike Furman joining us via the miracle of the interwebs. Mike Furman, welcome to Alpha Geek Interviews. Hey! How's it going? I'm feeling the love. Good. I did that for you. Thank you so, for forewarning me on that one. Otherwise, I would not be able to hear you now. Sure. Should I, uh, should I go and watch the VT? What is the website? Should I go look at the feed? Do we do, we do that live as we're talking? It's a risky thing to do. Because oh, sometimes the the uh, chat in the uh, internet relay chat is more interesting than the show itself, and we wind up <laughs> uh, staring. There's a reason why we call it the black void, because uh, we wind up getting involved in the conversations there, and then it makes for very bad radio. But right, if you wish right, to join us, it's entirely up to you. you know, if you have self control that I lack, uh, uh-huh. and don't wind up reading what's going on in IRC. Oh, sorry, I'm back. I was miles yeah. away. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you are listening live, you should be at vtwproductions.com in the chat section to join us and give us your questions and your feedback live on the air because it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I'll leave that to you then to monitor that, and I'll just keep looking at Google image search results for tarantulas. That awesome. Keeps on, that keeps me on the edge of my seat. Dare I ask, uh, or is that just something you do to keep yourself um, adrenaline? Uh, you know what? I actually was thinking of that as a thing that I wouldn't do because I'm arachnophobic, but now... I feel like that will actually kind of spice up my... That will definitely kick my adrenaline into high gear. So, you know, I'm going to do that and just have a big wall of tarantulas up so that it, so that I'm... It's kind of like when they cool down the uh, Letterman Theater so that everybody mm-hmm. stays kind of... <laughs> yes. Yeah. All the cold, cold, clean air in the casino, ah! I guess. Ah! That, dude, I ain't doing that. Oh, my God. Nope, I'm not going to do that. I didn't even see the full page. I just saw, like, the in the... Google results, it gives you like four, ah, did you want to look at images? Uh, not and really. that was not cool at all. See, if you really want to develop and, and cultivate your fear of spiders, go look up the brown recluse spider. And oh, I know about Very unintimidating looking spider until you see what it does to people when it bites them. Why? What does it do? Um, long term, it dissolves a large portion of your flesh into um, a snot-like liquid. Uh, short term gives you cardiac arrest. Oh wow! What if it yeah. bites into snot? Hmm. That see, we need, human flesh? we need Wait to a get some we government funding to research this. We may have discovered alchemy. <laughs> yes, the the long history of trying to turn snot into gold. <laughs> Actually, that was an episode of Blackadder. Funny enough. Not touching that, though. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson is one of the many gods in my pantheon. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, I would never say a bad word about uh, Ron Atkinson. Although I definitely he, he, like him in the... No. But, his uh, his nose is, is absurd, but um, I'm willing to give him that because uh, the rest of him is pretty damn awesome. There you go. Uh, yeah, Blackadder is definitely one of the best shows ever made, ever. Yes, and they need to revisit it at some point to give us even more because we're the consumer. We want it all. We want it now, and we want it free. And we want an American version. Where's no. the American version of Blackadder, man? Right next to the American version of Doctor Who and the American version of Top 
gear and all those other wonderful imports that went over so well when they were Americanized. I didn't know there was an American Doctor Who. There was a movie. Um, oh, right. Yeah, I know about it's that. It's just called Doctor Who, right? Yeah, it was just Doctor Who's universal production. And yeah, they did minor, minor changes to the character, like making him half human. Oh. Yeah. Americanized. Yeah. 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 Shoot me now. Which is weird because so much of, I feel like so much of the Doctor Who mythology is having characters that are half human, half Time Lord, like how Donna kind of becomes Time Lord and how. Oh, so briefly. The kid who, yeah, exactly. You know, his his kid who's half Time Lord and all that stuff. Which so I wonder if like they're going to revive though. that uh, particular plot, though. They keep threatening to and then never getting the hot blonde back on the screen for us. You know what it is? It's, uh, it's, it's story capital. It's in the bank. So if they uh, need uh, it, they're like, hey, you know what? You know, don't trust people. If force comes to worse and we can't think of anything, get his daughter out. Yes. Next time you're reaching for the Daleks for the 1500th time, <laughs> veer a little to the left and grab the hot blonde instead. And there you there go. Yeah. Yep. So we're getting off to a wonderful start here. We've already tangented into uh, Doctor Who and uh, Blackadder territory. I'm feeling good about this interview. And Brown Recluse. Don't forget it. And, and, and the Recluse. And, and Snot. Let's not forget yeah. Snot. Let's, I think every five minutes we should summarize. Have you ever done that, by the way? Try to... It's a, I did this with a friend of mine, and it's, it's an amazing exercise in memory. Every ten minutes or so, try to go back. When you're in like leisure time and, and just like chatting up, Try to go back and figure out what your conversation has been for the last ten minutes and where it started from. And I, maybe it's my bad memory, but I don't remember being able to do ten minutes worth without being like, and then I have no idea, what were we talking about ten minutes mm-hmm. ago? Because whatever it is, it just came and went. And, uh, and you appreciate the fleetingness of uh, life. Well, it reminds me of, of a little bit uh, I saw on Comedy Central, which was the stoner game show. And the one question that was asked on every single show was, what were we... Just talking just about. Just talking about. Yeah, there you go. I actually and have a little song that I never recorded, but it was all about uh, a why have I just come into this room? Because that's happened. Mm-hmm. That, that's just called getting old. Uh, well, no, yeah. no, no assistance from substances required there, though it's much funnier when the substances are involved. Yes. Don't do drugs, kids. There you go. So, or if you are going to do drugs, at least stay in school so you can entertain your friends. There you go. Have a plan. Just have a plan. Have a plan. But I digress. And occasionally diverge, and I might even divest if I'm not careful. Yep. And take so us with you. Where do yep. you come from? Where were you born? I was born... A poor black child? No. In San Luis Obispo, California, which is a uh, little town on the central coast of California, right between San Francisco and L.A., and uh, is actually where uh, Weird Al went to college and uh, started in radio. Uh, say it correctly, uh, His Royal Highness the Mighty Weird Al. You, you didn't see, I stood up and saluted when I said it. Okay. See, we so should be doing this video. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I forgot this wasn't video. Um, but yes, so, uh, and, and as I said it, my light board that says Weird Al uh, lit up. It's on voice command, so it doesn't even want to just set it now. It even haunts you as you sleep. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm from there. And uh, I'm trying to think who else is. Uh, what are the notoriety? I've heard that it's maybe this, uh, the inspiration for Springfield of The Simpsons that Matt Groening might have based that. But anyway. Uh, well, you also, you also get to say the word obispo, which is just a, f- a fun word to say and have an excuse yeah, to say. I actually saw the movie uh, Zorro the Gay Blade the mm-hmm. other day with uh, George Hamilton. And they're one of the best jokes. I don't think anybody... It was. It felt like a weird kind of. Hey, that was pretty much just for me. Um, there's a joke where he's introducing all the different, you know, leaders of the communities in California to uh, Zorro or whoever, and uh, he says, "Oh, this is Don Barbara from Santa Barbara. This is Don Diego from San Diego. This is Don Maria from Santa Maria, and this is Don Obispo from Bakersfield." <laughs> Oh, Don Luis Obispo from Bakersfield. It's so good. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. but most people think I'm from St. Louis because I always refer, and I think people from San Louis often refer to it as San Louis. So people go, oh, you're from Missouri. Um, Not so much. Missouri. No. Um, yeah, it's a nice place to be from. And when, uh, in your formative years, did you realize that uh, comedy was in the blood? Um. Well, I was... Attacked and 
bitten by a musical comedian, so that uh, just late at night I would lose, I would black out, wake up, and my clothes would be in shreds, and I'd have comedy songs. And you uh, and you and you'd done forty five. Yeah, I'd done forty five comedy songs without memory remembering any of it. And so I set up a camera and I film myself, and uh, in a full moon, I get a microphone and I sing like an idiot, and that's what happens. Now, was it a radioactive uh, musical comedy performer? No, it was a uh, a musical comedy recluse. Ah. It turns my thoughts into snot, and then I record that, and that equals comedy. Comedy gold, and we're back to alchemy. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Alchemedian. That's what I am. I'm an alchemedian. Write that down. It's terrible. No. Um, no. But, uh, no, I, I think, honestly, I think it really was Weird Al that, that you know, Absolutely, and I my, my mom always liked Spike Jones and had on you know she has a very goofy sense of humor and is very silly and um, so you know when I got into Weird Al that was very well received and uh, and yeah I just listened to all things Weird Al and um, yeah and then I just and that and I realized the other day that one of my influences who I don't if anybody who uh, is doing music these days on their own and by on their own I mean recording everything themselves and doing you know. Uh, you know, the whole digital audio workstation on your own. Uh, one person who I think my first first person that blew me away in that respect was Thomas Dolby. And oh, I yes. just remember the other day, I'm like, I really owe that guy, like, a, an email or something and say, hey, you really, you know, like, knocked my socks off and, and inspired me to do that. Because when I heard, like, oh, you buy me a science, that's all one guy. I, it didn't make any sense. Like, I, there was no way that that was one person. Like, at that point, I had no vision of of you know recording yourself and then recording on top of yourself so that that just blew my mind and uh, maybe after this i'll write thomas dolby a letter and say thanks so he opened up your your mind to the possibility of being able to do this without having to have the means of buying a studio to do it and, right. and a team of musicians to do it with you right yeah i can flake on myself <laughs> i don't have to i don't have to look to somebody else to flake rehearsals and uh, i can I can be disappointed and say, "Man, you know what? I'm out of here," and walk out myself, and then and walk give, your, give yourself a stern talking to and yeah. about about your goals and how you're going to achieve them. That's right. So the one of the things that interests me about the internet age is coupled with the technology that allows you to be a solo artist and still record what used to require you know a studio's worth of equipment and people come out with a quality product, multi-track recording with all the fixings and trimmings, and then be able to distribute it via this interesting method called, well, the Internet. How influential on on your development as an artist has that been? Uh, That's a good question. And I'm sure it has been profoundly um, influential because um, I don't do it any other way, really. I just, when I'm done with songs and, you know, albums, I guess, um, pretty much make a few hard copy CDs, um, but a few, I mean like a thousand or something like that. And then, but mostly it's almost entirely putting it on iTunes or putting it on, uh, on Bandcamp is the one that I've been on where you can set your own price. My album is on Bandcamp, uh, through my website. Um, and yeah, and you can set your own, you can say what you want to pay for it. Um, now this gives us a, a wonderful opportunity for shameless plug. Uh, which is oh. a, a regular feature on Alpha Geek interviews. So yeah. please shamelessly plug your website that you just mentioned. Well, it's MikeFerman.com, and it's spelled uh, P-H-I-R-M-A-N, uh, MikeFerman.com. And if you go to album, you can click on that, and the album is called The Very Last Songs I Will Ever Record, Part 1. The joke is built into the title, people, in case you were asleep at the switch and not paying attention. There will be a test after the show. Um, But no, it actually has has definitely, even now from the beginning of that where, um, you know, my friend uh, Chris Hardwick and I uh, made a song called Rodeo Head, which is a a kind of western bluegrass, you know, medley of like 19 Radiohead songs. Uh, It's very peppy. And we, you know, when we were done with that, and it took like a year to make, um... When we were done with that, we just put it up on the internet. We're like, you know what? Hey, everybody, have this. And it got downloaded like, I don't know, like a million times, like something crazy to where like, oh, oh, that's what that feels like. Oh, uh-huh. like, it was crazy. But 
we didn't have any album for sale. We didn't have any way to, oh, and here's more. Like, if we would have thought it through, we would wait for the month or two to finish the album that it would be featured on and then have an album. So instead, we just gave away, which is fine, because, I, I, you know, that's, that's also one of the things that is um, new about this whole thing is in order to get, you know, you have to kind of be your own promoter. You have to get everybody. That's why my album is you can enter zero for the amount you want to pay for it, and you can still have it. You know, because at this point, I'm sure if I went to the uh, v, VTW uh, program, VTW Productions, productions.com, plug for you. Thank you. Um, I'm sure many of the conversations in chat are like, wait, who's this guy? What? But that's why if you're not well known, you need to be getting your stuff out there, and it does not help you to be like, 15 bucks. And they're like, I don't even know you, so why would I do that? It's much more important to actually stir everybody into, oh, I should uh, follow what that guy does and maybe buy something next time or go back and buy it if it works. Well, at yeah, the moment, in the Versus the World community, you are well-known uh, simply because we play your stuff a lot because we love I, you. And I, the uh, recent visit to Wootstock 3.0, the air quotes album that we created uh, from those uh -oh. recordings includes three tracks by you. And one with this other guy. That's Chris, right? I'm guess. Yeah, we should probably talk about him at some point. There's this thing you've done together. Before we do that, let's take a little break and listen to some of the music we've been talking about. By the way, you know I'm kidding when I do. I just want to make sure everybody's like, oh, wow, is Mike like down on Chris? I'm not. No, not so much. But it's 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 a fun comedic value because it is so far away from how you... Anyway, I'm not going to explain it for there you. We weren't paying attention. Yes. It was hyperbole! Exactamundo. If you want to be looking at what I'm looking at while we're doing this interview and listening to this music, uh, Google the word beans and just look at the first page that comes up and make it full screen. That's what I'm staring at while we do this. It's good to have a plan. Yeah, then we're all together. Now, this first track we've got recorded here from... The recently passed Wootstock 3.0 is titled Clear the Floor. Want to tell us a little about uh, what we're about to listen to here? Uh, this is a song that is... Uh, this is one of the songs that was actually slightly easier to write than many other songs because it's a very uh, clear idea that I woke up with one morning and was just like, hey, and like wrote it in half an hour, whereas some songs take literally... I just finished one uh, yesterday that's taken about a year um, and uh, yeah, this is this is a dance. This is my dance song. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been describing it to other people as you're you're breaking up with your DJ during the course of the song. Yes, I actually that that's part of the intro, and I don't know if you have it on there, but I, I intro it by saying "Give it up for my DJ." Oh yeah, this, this is DJ Nine. DJ uh, Eight didn't work out so well. Yep, that, I made sure to, to retain that when I edited this down for the album. So. They're about to hear that exact thing. So you are listening to Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Coming up now, we have Mike Furman with Clear the Floor. We'll be back right after this. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink candy. Is everybody having a good Woodstock so far? It's just going to get better and better, and the only way to properly introduce our next guest, like I said, better and better, uh, I need to invoke one of the greatest cinematic experiences of all time. I am, of course, talking about Ghostbusters. You'll recall, towards the end of Ghostbusters, Gozar the Gozarian asked the Ghostbusters to choose their destroyer. After carefully not thinking for a while, Ray Stance just pops an idea out there that is the most friendly, the kindest, the sweetest, the thing that could not possibly destroy the world. It was impossible. It was the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and of course, it did attempt to fuck their shit up. Our next guest is the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, but in human form. Uh, he is nicknamed from us the Human Smile. He is genuinely one of the most terrific people, but
But make no mistake about it, he will destroy you. You also know him as the firm half of Heart and Firm. Please give a warm Woodstock welcome to Mike Furman. What's up, Woodstock? You're looking good, Woodstock. Looking good. Close, but tonight, my name is B. Wild. And y'all know that B stands for Barnaby. Because I'm Barnaby Wild, yo. I'm going to make y'all dance tonight. Y'all ready to get up and dance? I got my DJ with me. Give it up for my DJ. This is DJ Nine in the back. You can give it up. It's all right. He's a person. DJ Eight didn't work out so good. Where are my ladies at? <laughs> Gonna make you move, ladies. Where are my fellas at? Y'all try to keep up. <laughs> All right, DJ, you ready for that beat? Let's do this. Yeah. You ready to move? I am too. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Gonna get your body rocking. Gonna make you, make you move with this move. Can I be honest? Yeah. I'm not too crazy about this beat right here. Do you think that we could just start over? Yeah, I'm giving up on this beat. The snare comes in way too soon And the bass ain't pumping No, the bass ain't right at all I'm giving up on this beat It just didn't come together No one will be jumping When they play this at the club No, I'm just not feeling it I'm just not feeling it No, I'm just not feeling it I'm just not feeling it You better turn it this 
Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Hey everybody on the internet, this is Mike Schramm from Joystick.com and the unofficial Apple web blog, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Enjoy it! Alpha Geek Interviews continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Joined via the miracle of Skype and the Intertubes is singer, songwriter, comedian Mike Furman. Say hello to the nice people. I knew I could rely upon you. <laughs> I've lost some energy. Uh, now we all have to avoid talking about waterfalls and dripping water faucets so because you know, Mike may or may not need to pee right now. I am not watching YouTube videos of waterfalls right now. Like I am watching pictures of the desert you're thinking, and beans. You're thinking real hard about it, though, and I'm, I'm going to be less of the devil and instead ask you about how hard and firm came to be. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we, uh, Chris and I were both estudiantes at UCLA, and we both joined, uh, he before me, um, joined a uh, comedy club, which was just a, uh, a workshop. I shouldn't say just. I shouldn't downplay it. It was pretty awesome. Um, it was a workshop where anybody with interests in comedy writing, uh, mainly with a focus on stand-up, could go in and you'd bring in little ideas or whatever you had and we'd go around the room and go, what do you got? You know, and then somebody would say whatever they had and we'd all pitch in ideas of, oh, here's what you could do with that, you know, their suggestions. Uh, and it was an awesome, really great, if, if you ever, I don't know, if you're on a campus and you want to do that, uh, as somebody who has experienced that, it's one of the, I, probably my favorite thing about college um, was going in and, and having a little comedy workshop once a week. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so Chris was a, obviously brilliant um comedy writer and we uh, at one point i was doing uh, like goofball you know guitar parodies and stuff like that uh and we were hanging out one day like walking home from uh class we lived kind of near each other and i just he turned out he had a great singing voice and i said oh you want to you know uh, or he or i said uh, you want to try something together one time and we started playing together and then it just everything just kind of felt great so we started doing really silly what, uh, you know, was probably not even really comedy. We would just do impressions of, you know, we do like dueling homers and just do impressions of Simpsons characters back and forth or seeing, you know, acapella versions of something in a just silly way. But, um, but yeah, and then, and then we did a big show on campus called Spring Sing, which is a, you know, music talent show. And we won. And we thought, hey, you know, let's keep doing this. So we did it for, you know, Two or three more years, and I graduated and moved away for about a year and traveled, uh, did some backpacking and uh, hitchhiking around Europe. Came back, and uh, and then when I got back here, um, we just started up. I, I was working at a visual effects place. I worked in visual effects for a couple of years. Uh, worked on CSI and CSI Miami and um, a couple uh, little movies. And then uh, he just said, you know, why don't we try? You, you know, you should you should really get music comedy a, uh, a full-blown shot you really should just focus on that and you know give it a run uh so i uh, yeah i switched and have been doing that since and we started doing music at the end of his set we, you know just a song or two and then it started picking up again and then we launched back into it and did rodeo head and recorded an album and toured a lot of colleges and drove past a lot of corn and uh yeah, yeah. america is made of corn it is absolutely made of corn. It is insane how much corn. And what I didn't realize was soy. There's so much soy grown out in the middle of the country. It's impossible not to. You can fall asleep. I, I would, you know, we'd be driving, you know, two or 300 miles between uh, towns to do shows. And I would fall asleep looking out the window and seeing corn and a little red barn and then a barn that's about to fall over. And then I'd wake up 
an hour and a half later and look out and see the exact same corn, the exact same barn, and the exact same barn about to fall over, uh, old barn. And uh, we'd be 200 miles away. Like, it's, it's like... It's like a glitch in the matrix. If you start driving rinse, around repeat, the country, rinse, repeat, yeah. rinse, repeat. Yeah. Exactly. It's like they, it's like the country has saved money on animation by just running the same background again and <laughs> again and again. Hanna Barbera has created Middle America. There you go. That's true. Now, when, for the uninitiated, when you say Chris, you mean Chris Hardwick, correct? Chris Hardwick. Yes, he is the hard of Harden Firm. Mm, I see what you did there. Yeah, actually, that that name took five seconds to come up with. That was like our f- first idea. Like, what should we call ourselves? And Chris is like, uh, you hard and firm. Oh, perfect, done. All right, moving on. Usually, you think like that would be such a long, like I, I, I. That's one of those things. Like I, I, I think things out way too much, and uh, and he's very focused and very uh, like laser like focus and uh, decisive. Um, but like I, I thought for a while before doing a solo album, should I call myself something different? Should I have, like, the eels, you know, like, one of those things? Should I come up with, like, some name? If you're, like, Nine Inch Nails, like, that guy did that. Uh, it feels kind of weird to just have it your name, especially if it's not a terribly catchy name, you know? But I couldn't think of anything. I think it feels weird to, to name yourself something else. I don't think I have the ego for that. Well, for me, not it's saying easy. That, not saying that Nine Inch Nails has a huge ego. I'm just saying, like, that's, that's a... <laughs> I feel like you have to be able to kind of, like, I'm cool enough for that, you know? Well, we we like you just the way you are, and and you can stay. Thanks, man. Thank you. I love you, man. And so, you have come up with the name for uh, versus the world. Are you conversational? That wasn't uh, my department at that point because we all started out originally on WoW Radio because we were all obsessed with World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and. My partners in this little endeavor had a show that they called Octail and Hordak versus the World. Okay. Um, because though that was their, you know, they were going by their character names, Octail and Hordak, right. and right. they had a feeling that their opinions were always kind of different than the seething mass of humanity. So they were constantly against the world. So they were Octail and Hordak versus the World. When nice. we shut down, while Radio came over here, it was not a difficult decision to say, well, let's just call it Versus the World Productions. And that was another of those five-minute conversations and scene. And we just moved there on to there. That makes sense. That's, so that's a good way to come up with the... I guess if you have a character name, that probably is easier than naming yourself. So like if, if, if your name was... What is it? Octet? Octail. Octail and... Hordak. Hordak. See, those are great names. You wouldn't. I'm sure the character that that guy looks like would be weird if it was... Uh, if you saw him in Warcraft and he said, Hi, I'm Jeff Sanderson. You'd be like, exactly. Ah, hey, you, you look like a octail. Well, in my other identity on my main show, Casually Hardcore, Pluggy Plug McPlugster, um, I still go by my character. So that's a long I'm, name, by the way. That's a you think so? Name. Yeah, I, I, might, I might drop the Pluggity Plug McPlugster. It's cleaner. Uh, I, I, it just flows off the tongue, though. I'm being overly nostalgic for it, I guess. <sighs> but over there, I go by the name Gnomewise, which. On an interview right. show, when you're talking to real people, just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because Octail's real name is also Todd, okay. and we didn't have the option of going, well, we'll just go with you know first name and last initial because we're both Todd W, so that doesn't help. So I right. simply have become christened Other Todd. Okay, Other Todd, that's all right. So you're being interviewed by Other Todd. The Other nice. Todd meet. Well, if it makes you feel better, I'm Other Mike plenty of times, so. Exactly. Yeah. The other mic meet, just as good yeah. as the main mic meet. I think, I don't know if other mics do that, but uh, hey, other mics, chime in. Uh, do you sign off on your emails when you write to a different mic as the other white mic? I sometimes do that. I'm not touching that with a 30-meter cattle prod. <laughs> oh, <fair enough. laughs> so we most recently saw you performing at um, Woodstock 3.0. Greatest shows and- on earth. Got you. You rather enjoy? That. I mean, are you having as much fun up there as you appear to be having? I love Woodstock so much. It's so much fun. Yeah, I do. How did that yeah. come into your life? How did you wind up uh, getting sucked into that particular vortex? Uh, that was through a, a circuitous route that started with Twitter, because up until Twitter, um, I did not know Paul and Storm yet. Uh, somehow, I don't know how I didn't know of them, but I, did, I was not yet uh, familiar with them. And then somebody wrote on Twitter, like, oh, Paul and Storm are having, and there's a feud between Hard and Firm and Paul and Storm. Like, what? Uh, a, uh-huh. how, how am I in a feud? And B, I, who is Paul and Storm? What, what am I doing? And, uh, and I went and looked at who they were and then spent, you know, 
a good 18 hours just sitting and catching up on everything I'd missed and listening and reading every word of their website. And, uh, of course, my first thought is, oh, they're brilliant. And my second thought is, oh, crap. I'm going to feed these guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Oh, God, here we go. So, you know, get out Photoshop and start making, you know, like just taking whatever picture I can find of them and, you know, and uh, gently mocking them. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, but they were, they're, as you know, if you've you've met them, they're super nice, cool guys, and uh, and brilliant songwriters and uh, comedy writers, and um, and we just start, you know, kind of, hey, when you're in town, look me up, and we just start hanging out, and and then next thing you know, we're all we're all friends, and they put together Woodstock, and they asked me to do it, and I was very very happy and lucky to do it. So I've Were you been, involved uh, in the uh, the original Woodstock. I don't know if I was the I don't think I was in the very first one. No, because I was in the one at. Oh, I don't know when the first one was. I was when I was in one in L.A. and I was, which might be the original. I don't know. Yeah, don't L.A. was the L.A. was the first. I think. If, if it, how long was it? About a year ago. Yeah. And you were in the first one. Congratulations. Really? Wow, that's crazy. I can't. I can't believe that. I uh, didn't even was, know it, and you are the man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and then uh, that's like finding out you like you lived next door to where Jesus was born. Like what? Wait. What'd you say? Wow. I should I should start selling little uh, I should start selling cups and shirts. I, I sang at his bar mitzvah for God's sake. Or for <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> That's right. Um for God's sake. But uh yeah, and then uh, did the San Francisco and the San Diego one just the other day. And uh, and I have actually just finished this is the we performed it, but I still retooled it a little bit and I've been recording a studio version of the song. Uh, I made a song called Wootstock. Which I started thinking of, you know, a year ago, and was like, oh, you know, what I should do, I should do a song called Rootstock, and uh, it has been in the works. It's been kind of a pet project in the back background for a while. But uh, Paul and Storm sing on it, and uh, Chris Hardwick sings on it as well. So I'm gonna release that uh, in the next, hopefully, a week. I'm gonna put it on. Uh, I put it up on iTunes through a company called TuneCore, and however long it takes them to get it out there, I don't have. I don't have a great. I know some people are really good at, uh, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to have, like, a contest, and then I'm going to have, like, a, a pre-release sales, and then I'm going to have this thing, and, the, like, the, the, the buzz slash hype machine, and I have none of that. I just kind of go, that's done! Here you go! You know, and hope people like it. So that We will happily thing. buzz buzz on your behalf, so let us know when that becomes available. We'll post it up on our front page and say, you should all go listen to this, for it is nice. good. Nice. It will hopefully reference something that you obsess about. It is a since it's about Woodstock, uh, it's it's in the it's a parody of the song Woodstock. So it is a uh, it is a compendium of geeky things. Well, the crowd you're talking to, remember, many of us were at Woodstock and have heard the developmental version of the song yes. that you performed there. Uh, so yeah. many in the audience have heard that from the Woodstock 3.0, the air quotes album. Uh, and are looking forward to hearing it in its final form in the next month or so. You think? Uh, oh yeah, it'll be. It actually should be. It really, I think it should be up in the next week or two. Excellent. So it should be. Yeah, it should be soon. Looking forward to buying that off you as soon as it becomes available. Woo-hoo! All right. So are you still on the uh, one-hour deadline here? I could go for a little bit more. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just. I just need to know when my deadline is to uh, <clears throat> get all James Lipton on your ass here. Oh yeah, uh, let's let's uh, we could do, we could do another fifteen twenty minutes. That's just about right for. In fact, the funny thing is that the reason I have to go is so that I can finish the song and put it on iTunes. So that actually, it's it's the longer we talk, the longer you have to wait. Well, let me get right down to it then. So I'm going to hit you with the interview questionnaire uh, oh. used by Mr. James Lipton on a little program called Inside the Actors Studio that he had adapted from some French guy. Okay. So, Mike, what is your favorite word? Oh, that's a... Oh, dang it. You know what? I know it. I know this, and I just posted it to uh, Facebook, and then I totally have forgotten it. But it is... What is it? It's... Uh, I actually have to look this up. How lame is that? I don't know. I, this, is, this is the thing. This is why uh, Facebook and Twitter and stuff are my horcruxes now, because they, they're actually my memory. Uh, and it would be... That's no, not that one. No, it's not that. No, it's not a picture of my wife. All right. Uh... Oh, crap. Can you sit on the James Lipton show and just keep saying, oh, crap? Yes. What would happen if I... We'll, we'll fix that? it in post. Okay, good. That'll work. 
Um, boy, well, somehow, you know what? Maybe it didn't. Maybe it wasn't very funny, and I deleted it afterwards. Maybe I was like, eh. Um, it, it was like a, a euphemism for moist. It was like another word for moist, but now I can't remember exactly what it was. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the word moist. I mean, moist. Moist. Yeah, that feels gross, and this was... Uh... Oh, soggy! There you go. Ah. Yep. Soggy. Which, actually, now that I think about it, it's not really my favorite word. Um, let's go with moist. What the hell? It's gross, Very but it's, it's got a... It's probably the best tip thong. And what oh, is I, your I least... Say that, hmm? Oh, my least favorite word? Least favorite word. God. Oh, man. It's not going to be very entertaining, is it? Um, let's see. We're just looking for an answer. We're not looking for deliberately entertaining. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, a real answer. Oh, God. Favorite, least favorite. Um, uh, there's so many things flashing through my head right now. I feel like I'm about to die. Because my entire life is like flashing through my head. I'm like, I don't like, sometimes I don't like the word now because I, like I like having time. So, the word now is like, even though, like, yeah, live in the now. Now is all there is. You know, that's great. That's really Do it great. now. Yeah, but the pressure of, like, right now, like, oh, shit. Like, give uh, me this word right now. Exactly. As, uh, oh, if I had, like, five minutes, I'd probably have a great word that I hate. Um, a word I love to hate. But, uh, you know, let's say moist. Let's go with moist for that one, too. Very good. I love it, but I hate it. Mike, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, whatever? Ooh. Uh, probably uh, I'll go with vocal harmonies. And not, well, but I'm not a huge like choir, like uh, jazz choirs kind of fan. Even though they're great, that's fine. But uh, two part harmony. harmony. Uh, oftentimes, I think I think I go between three, and then if you dip into four, but then only for a couple for a little bit, and then back into three. What turns you off? Uh, the sound of a guitar string not being fully pressed down. The little mm. buzz. Mm-hmm. Like you don't quite, because that happens to me a lot, and I it's endlessly frustrating. You do special exercises. I should. I should do that. Mike, what sound or noise do you love? Ooh, that's another really good question. Um, um, I love the. Oh, it's not plugged in right now, but there is a sound in the song Woodstock that I'm just recording. That is, and it's also on the album. It's, there's a song called Sketchy Dudes, which is a three-part song. And the third part, there's this little synthesizer that sounds kind of like an analog duck quack. Okay. And it's, I love it. I don't know why, but it just sounds kind of like, kind of chunky and crunchy and, I don't know. It just sounds cool. And I bet it's a terrible answer for this. So I'll say the sound of uh, a child laughing. I don't know. That doesn't sound good. That's... <laughs> What sound or noise do you hate? Oh. Well, now we're... Can I use the guitar buzz sure. thing again? It, it, it yeah. satisfies both questions. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll go with that one. And here's, here's a show favorite. What is your favorite curse word? Oh. Uh, favorite curse word? Um, fucking. Probably just fucking. If you, like, G-G-I-N, fucking. Mm-hmm. Even though I try not to use it, and I, I uh, will Sometimes try to... I'm not looking for a number of repetitions, just, just what's your favorite. Yeah. I'll say fucking. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. I'd like to attempt... I guess maybe if I had time, I could be a... Um, I could clean sewers, because I don't have a sense of smell. I feel like there should be. I feel like it'd be some kind of job where uh, you don't have to smell, where you get to feel like a superhero because you can do this thing. But I don't want to be around poop a lot, you know. So I guess um, maybe like a skydiving instructor or something like that. That'd be fun. What the hell? What profession would you absolutely not like to participate in? I don't like being around poop, so I guess probably sewer dude. But all right. Um, you know, dishwasher probably because I'm so bad at it. I'm so slow. Even though there's, I, I wash a lot of dishes, but uh, but I'm not good at it. Probably anything I'm not good at would be. Uh, you know what it'd be? Here's what I, here's my worst job would be. 
uh, a professional interviewee. <laughs> I'm so bad at interview questions that I'd probably be, oh, man, why, why do I keep doing this? I'm just going to go wash dishes. I can't do this anymore. You're doing fine. You're in the home stretch. You know, I wouldn't be good uh, as I would be a bad, um, I'd be, I think, a good diplomat, and I'd be a bad, uh, like, press secretary or, like, White House Pre, uh, White House correspondent, or what's it called? The dude who comes out and tells you everything that's going on, and then you, you would just tell them what you were really feeling. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not good with guile. So, uh, and I'm actually not good with guile on Street Fighter either. But anyway, um, but I am. Uh, yeah, I'm not great with you know making everybody feel reassured. I'll just be like, oh yeah, things seem awful, and I think the the country might collapse. And I'll be like, Jesus Christ! Ah! <laughs> Run around. I'm like, what? No, that's just that's just what I think. I don't know, man. I'm probably wrong. I think they would all just fall into a seizure from hearing an honest word mentioned, in, but, I'm, but I'm not bitter or anything. I'm raising my glass to that. Okay, so you're actually the first victim, I mean interviewee, uh, to get my modifications to the Lipton questionnaire. Oh. So my first sure. question to you is, what is the nerdiest thing you have ever done and been proud of? Oh, boy. God, these are great questions. They're really good, but I... Uh... Um, nerdiest thing I've ever done and been, been proud, proud of. <sighs> oh, it's not good. I feel like it's, um, I mean, singing about, I think, mem- yeah, memorizing 180 digits of pi and singing about it. I'm very proud to be one of the, uh, to be the maker of a song about pi. So, yeah, I'll go with that. If you, if you don't know, uh, you can go onto iTunes and look for the hard and firm song pi. And, uh, those are memorized. That's a very, very Tom Lehrer of you. Yes, that, any any anything closer to being like Tom Lehrer, and I'm I'm very happy. Uh, so yeah, memorizing that uh, would be probably my nerdiest and uh, yeah, most yeah. What is the nerdiest thing you have ever been ever done and been ashamed of? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I got trash canned in high school. Oh, not high school. Um, in the fifth grade, uh, when I lived in Sacramento briefly, I was trash canned and I was flipped upside down and stuffed into a trash can and dragged across like the whole like two quads in front of everybody, including the girl who I had a crush on, um, and stuffed in a trash can. And when I was uh, pulled out by somebody else, um, I thought that it would be I don't know why, but I just went to the idea that if I quote from a movie that it will somehow kind of save face so i quoted from the movie uh it's a tim conway don knotts movie the private eyes and i said i think i had a light bulb and i look back on that and feel like such a dork that i thought that that was the way to be cool (laughs) out of that because hey tim conway said it that's funny and uh yeah finally if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Now that actually is a Lipton uh, question, isn't it? Oh, these have all been Lipton questions except for those last two. Oh, okay. Oh, I see, I see. Um, no, that's what I want God to say. I want him to say, no, that's a Lipton question. <laughs> no. um, uh, I, hmm, what would I like him to say? Uh, probably just like, uh, um, <laughs> just, I'll just be a dick and be like, you were right. Yeah, that's what I want to hear, man. I want God to say, like, yeah, um, no, but uh, I think, uh, what if I had, like, such a profound answer that I just started bawling? And I was just like... No, probably, uh, you know, something, um, I'm trying to think if there's any... Hey, you know what? Um, I'd like him to say, uh, hey, uh, I think I had a light bulb. That was pretty funny. Awesome. Yeah. He got it. All right, we've got I got two tracks of yours queued up here for us to go out on. Nice. We've got Street Meat and the Chicken Monkey Duck from Woodstock 3.0. Why don't you tell us a little about these particular tracks and how they came to be? Um, well, the uh, Street Meat is a a song that my wife and I were walking along in uh, Washington D.C. and there was a Street Meat cart and uh, it was very tempting. And uh, I think she uh, she says, "Ah, uh, oh, why are you taunting me?" Because she's pregnant at the time and uh, could not uh, eat meat off the street. And I got in my head like, "Why are you gonna taunt me, street meat? You taunt me? 
Well, you got to talk, Mr. Evening. So I ran over and started, you know, just hang on, stop right back. Started recording uh, that. And uh, and then, it's, you know, started writing it. And uh, at one point, uh, uh, Weird Al at a, a, uh, a show slash party and uh, asked him, eh, I don't know if you're up for it, but would you have any interest in being a voice on uh, one of my songs? There's nobody else really on the, the whole album uh, except, like, you know, one or two background voices. And uh, he said yes. So Weird Al is the voice of some street meat in this song, uh, or the street meat um, that is taunting the guy in the song. And uh, but we couldn't put his name on the you know featuring um, for record de- uh, record uh, contract reasons and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's probably the highlight of my my whole life was probably having Weird Al come in here. And, At least up uh, until this point. What's up until this point? Yes. Um, up until that point. And then this interview right here is probably... The, uh, see what I did? I um, see exactly what you did there. And there my ego says why. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but then, uh, and then, and by the way, he is the most awesome. He's exactly how awesome you would hope it would be to have Weird Al come to your place and record. Like, it's, it's, it, is, uh, it is little 13-year-old Mikey Furman's boomerang wish to the universe coming back and being like, Hey, let's see what that's like. And then it was awesome. Um, and he's a very hard worker and very funny and like, let's do another one. I'd be like, okay, you got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. No, he's like, let's, let's do a couple more just cause it's fun. Like, it's fun. Okay. If you, you're having fun recording. Okay. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's that one. And then chicken monkey duck is, uh, like I said, I, I do a lot of, wash a lot of dishes and, uh, whenever I'm doing, you know, like a uh, manual labor stuff that, uh, I have just had a little mantra where I just kind of freestyle the words chicken, monkey, and duck, and I've done that since I was, you know, a kid. And at one point, I just had this little kind of funk groove, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to record, I'm going to lay down a little, you know, a little freestyle of that and just make that be the song. And then it's it's actually, of all songs on the album, that one has been probably the little breakout, because it got, it got picked up by uh, F- uh, XM Kids, Kids Place Live, and it's a, a little kid's... It's a kid's song. <laughs> it's, I mean, the, the album is pretty much G-rated anyway, so there's really nothing... Uh, I know I said I like the word fucking, but that does not appear in almost any of my music, except for the song Super Fucking High, which is a hard and firm thing. That's a whole different uh, arena. But um, that stuff is filthy. But, uh, yeah, so I just recorded that, and that's uh, it's just a song about the words chicken, monkey, duck. Enjoy. An accidental kid's classic. There you go. And speaking as the father of children around that age, I say thank you. Nice. You're welcome. All right, so you're going to go out on these two Mike Furman songs. You have been listening to Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Video. There's an hour of your life. You just ain't getting back. There you go. I hope, hope we made the drive better. <laughs> Please join us next week when the lovely and talented Miss Marion Call will be joining us live on the air for a similar, Hi. probably, say again, I said, hey! Hey, you saw her at Woodstock 3.0, actually, I believe, right? Is it unfair? I did. I did. She's awesome. Is it uh, unfair if I warn her that you're going to get these questions of what your favorite and least favorite? I cannot control what you do with your free time. All right. Just good luck reaching her, because the woman never stops moving. (laughs) It's true. My God. Every every time I I communicate with her, she's in a different time zone. It is frightening. Yeah. It is amazing. You know why? Because she's... uh, Oh, I guess you have to live on the North Pole to be in all time zones at once. So never mind. I was going to say because she's up there in Alaska. Yeah, if you went by sun up, sundown, she her days are not like ours. No, she comes from a, a different kind of a place. Yeah, according to sun up and sundown, she is only uh, four and a half years old. This many. That's right. <laughs> so please join us next week for a new episode of Alpha Geek Interviews featuring the much discussed here, uh, Marion Call. And today's guest was Mr. Mike Furman, who you can find on the interwebs at www.mikefurman.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-H-I-R-M-A-N.com. If you want to send in information to the show, the address is the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. You can find us on the web at vtwproductions.com. Click on the Shows tab at the top of the page to find all the fine offerings. You will be glad that you did. I have been Other Todd... That has been Mike Furman. Other Mike. Other Mike. Yes, the other Mike meet in all of his glory. And here comes some of his glorious music. 
to grace your earlobes. We are... This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. You gotta walk a lot more, and more importantly, you gotta pay attention to what you eat. Less meat, or your heart is gonna cease to beat. If you see a street cart, just keep moving on. For this time next year, you'll be dead and gone. Gotta keep on that diet like a good little girl.
from the incredible podcast of amazing awesomeness and you're listening to Versus of the World Radio. This is a very important song to me and I hope it's very soon a very important song to you too. Here we go. <laughs> That's where we are. Now follow along. Monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey duck monkey duck chicken duck monkey monkey duck duck chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey duck chicken chicken monkey duck chicken monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey chicken duck chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey duck chicken monkey duck chicken duck monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey duck Chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck. Duck, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken. Oh, you're doing black. Duck, duck, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck. Chicken, 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 monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, 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 goose. 